Welcome to the Grace Life Fellowship Podcast. It's November 1st, which means we've been doing this now for exactly two months. We hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. We've got a lot of great stuff planned for the next couple of months for you. Uh, If you don't mind, please take a minute to subscribe and share so we can keep this thing going. Today, we have another edition of Conversations in Grace with Jesse and Tim. They're gonna be talking about the new self. Okay, here's Jesse. Welcome, everybody. This is Jesse Sampson. I'm here with our lead pastor, Tim Chalice. And tonight we're going to talk about the new self. One of my favorite topics. Yeah, it's a good one. Tim, we talk about the new self, the new creation. God has created us. um, He's made us new. Yes. So did God detest the old person that we were? Or did he love that person as well? So for God so loves the world, and the world is made up of people with a new self and people still with an old self. (laughs) Yeah, God. No, God. God doesn't detest us at at any time. He loves us. Um, But what's acceptable to God is the new self. Meaning, God. God says, "Be holy, even as I am holy." That's not. That's not a, you know, a noose around our neck to try to force us into better behavior. That's a revelation that there's something wrong with us when we were born separated from him. I mean, think about God as a a loving father. We're born separated because of sin, because of the choice in Adam. We were born separated from the one who loves us. That's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And God's got to do something about the problem because we can't. None of our best efforts could ever get us there. So God in his infinite wisdom and out of the desire of his heart did whatever it took to bring us back to himself. Now, he offers that as an invitation because he's not going to force us, but he's offered us this new creation by receiving him. And once we come to him, he makes us brand new, not just in destination. I think most Christians understand the idea that when when we get saved, we're going to go to heaven one day. Right. But very few Christians may understand the idea that the moment you got saved, heaven came to live inside of you and make you brand new. You're a brand new self, totally pleasing and acceptable to God. So right where you sit, Jesse, right now, and everybody listening to this podcast right now, if they're in Christ, they are acceptable to Jesus Christ. They're acceptable to God perfectly. Whether they've done any religious activity, whether they've done their Bible reading today, whether they've memorized a verse, whether they've done anything uh, that they would consider a good work, every Every believer is acceptable to God because God made them new, and that's good news, right? Yeah. So we, we think so many times that that our problem in this life is ourself. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we have words, and we understand what they mean. We have words that are that are based on that. You're being selfish. You're being self-centered. These are negative words. We and, and they they are. They imply negative things: self-centeredness, selfishness, the new self is selfless. It's an uh, for others self. Look at Jesus as an as a self. Look mm-hmm. at his person. Look at who he was. Philippians 2 says that he emptied himself and became obedient even to the point of death. He sacrificed himself for all of those that he loved, which is yeah. everybody. So the new self is selfless. It's not 
worried about itself. It's not focused on self. Why? Because the self is new. It's taken care of. God has supplied it. So now it can be an unto other self. Right. And that's, so it's not selfish, it's selfless, yeah. right? But your, your, your self is a good thing. It's not a problem anymore. God fixed it. Right. He solved it. He gave you a new self. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, believers nowadays probably see this as, you know, God seeing us through the Jesus glasses, right? Mm-hmm. He's looking at Christ. He's looking at us covered in Christ, right? And that we're really you're still an old dead self, right? We're still Sinner. an old dead self. We're just yeah. we're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And we talked a little bit about this on the last podcast we did about righteousness. Yeah, and. Yeah. We need to have a better self-image of who we are because, not because it'll make us feel better or that it's some kind of self-help thing, but we need to have a better self-image of who we are because of what God says about us. That's exactly right. Even the world, to take away Christianity for a second, right? Even the world understands the necessity for a positive Mm self-image. Think of how self-help, think of how much of psychology is based around the idea that you have to have a healthy self-image. Well, they're exactly right. Psychology has studied the makeup of man and knows that that we don't function well if we don't have a healthy self-image. Christianity offers more than just a healthy self-image, right? It offers a true self-image which is healthy Mm -hmm. because it's based on what Jesus has actually done. if, If I'm lost in my sin, and I'm dressed up on the outside and I'm just telling myself I'm okay, well, I might feel better, I might look healthier in terms of the emotions and things like that, but I'm still dead as a doorknob on the inside. Right. Yeah. And so only Jesus offers the true solution mm-hmm. that he He makes us alive and gives us makes us a new creation. Right. And, and so when we as Christians now walk around saying things like, you know, the, the, the problem is I've met the enemy and it's myself. You know, there's an old famous slogan like that. And we, we believe that, that we are in opposition to God. Self becomes a, a bad word in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the reality is, listen, listen to this verse in Colossians 3, verse 10. It says, and we've put on the new self. And, and what is this new self? Well, it's being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator, right? Yeah. The new self is being renewed yeah. into the image of its creator. That's good news. Mm-hmm. So so I'm not my own worst enemy. You know, how many people right. feel like that? You know, I'm such an idiot. I'm so stupid. They mess up and, they, and we say things like, I'm so stupid. I'm such a failure. I'll never get it right. We're making ourselves the enemy of God. We're making ourselves the problem. Our self in Christ now is not the problem. Yeah, like Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. There's no longer I who live, but Christ, Christ lives, lives in, in me. me. That's exactly right. Yeah. You're a new self. Right. Our old self was nailed to the cross yes. with Jesus. Yes. That's that's crucified. part of the good news. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he didn't resurrect a, a better old self. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't improve the old man. He crucified the old man. Right. He raised up a brand new creation. Think of it this way. The only thing God does with a sinner, the only thing crucify him yeah he doesn't give him a positive self-image he doesn't give him some some tools to work with to make him more acceptable he crucifies the old sinner and he raises a brand new creation 
right? Brand new from the core. That's who you are, Jesse. You're you're a brand new creation. You're good through and through, starting with yourself. You tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> I think she knows it. But sometimes you don't always act like no, it. No, right, but, right. But does, but does acting like something you're not make you that something no. that you're not, right? No, right. It doesn't do it. It's like that, identity crisis. That that's exactly what that that's exactly <laughs> what's happening for a lot of Christians at their their faith failure. They get an identity crisis. Yeah. All of a sudden, their behavior, their feelings, and their thoughts line right. up with something old. Well, we look in the mirror and we see the we the see old the old shell. Yeah, I mean that's right. Yeah, right. I think I think it would be very helpful if the moment we got saved, we looked very different. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah, we'd right. be convinced from the outside so, too. Well, so what about us is new? Let's 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 discuss that because we know we're seeing this outer shell. We look in the mirror. You know, the day after salvation, you know you've been saved. You feel different, but you look in the mirror and you see the same old shell, right? Yeah, like you said right. Our mind, body, spirit, soul, flesh. Wh- where are we at with all that? It's because, all new. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's yeah. the puzzle pieces, right? Yeah. So it's a great question. What's new? Well, so we're we have a new identity. We're no longer sinners. We're saints. We have a new heart. It's no longer old and wicked and evil. It's it's palatable. It's pliable. It's it's fertile for the desires of God, consistent with His desires. We have a new commandment, right? Hmm. Jesus says, "A new commandment I give you: not that you love your neighbor as yourself, but that you love each other." What? As I have loved you. So here's the question. That shows us that we have a new dynamic for living under grace, not law. Why? Because how can you love like Jesus without having Jesus in you to love like Jesus? Yeah, right? right. Uh, the rest of the options would be we're trying our best or we can't do it. And that's not what the commandment says. So we, the commandment actually reveals the truth of who we are. You can love like Jesus because he lives in you. So you've got a whole new identity, a whole new heart, a whole new commandment, and a whole new dynamic for living in grace, now not under law. Yep. So we are new totally, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's why 2 Corinthians 5 says, if any man, if any person be in Christ, they are a new creation. And then what does it say? The old has passed away. Has gone. It's passed away. It's dead. It's buried. Right. The new has come. The new has come. Yeah. Well, what What does that mean? Does that mean I can never act like the old again? No. No. But I'm not that again, right? And I need to stop making myself the enemy of God. You, you know, Jesus says, "Look, no longer do I call you slaves, but friend." Right. How can we be God's friend and our own worst enemy? Mm-hmm. And we've been sold a bill of goods, and we need to we need to repent. We need to think differently about that, right? And I know it feels funny. I yeah. know when we mess up, when we blow it with our kids or our, our spouse or at our jobs or or just we make a mistake, we sin, we mess up, and and we did it because we were deceived at a moment of choice and we bought into it. Yeah. We we weren't victims, right? We chose it. Um, but we we had an identity crisis at that moment, as you put it. I love that, right? I I had an identity crisis. So many Christians live right there, and they live in the crisis of not knowing their identity. And so may, maybe the impetus is not just knowing who you are in Christ, but knowing who you are in Christ at the moment of crisis, right? We've got to know 
this reality that we are new, that the self is good, that when I'm being tempted to sin, it's not because I'm evil and wicked and bad. I'm being tempted because there's a there's an evil, wicked, bad one out there called the tempter. Sure. Um, and he's he's tempting me, but I don't have to succumb to it if I know the truth about who God's made me to be yeah. and where his power source in me lives. So we've been, that's good, that's good. We've been perfected spiritually. Yes. And we are spiritually ready for heaven. Yes. We're heaven ready. So like in Romans 12, it says that we're renewing our mind, right? And we know that the old has passed away, the new has come. We look in the mirror, we see the shell, but we know that we have a new identity in Christ. We're no longer sinners, but we're saints. Yes. But there's this part of us called the flesh that's affecting our mind, our will, and emotions. And the flesh can't affect the perfected part of us, right? Yeah, so so can I can I play with your yeah, words yeah, for a second? Yeah, cuz I'm probably all No, no, it's, it's great. It I think it's I think it's exactly <laughs> I think it's exactly how we think about this. Uh-huh. There's a part of us called the flesh. And I what if we edited that to say there's something within us called the flesh, but it's not a part right, of right. us. Like Romans 7. Yes. And and is there a difference? And does it matter? Is this just semantics, right? Yeah. Well, I think it does matter. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it matters completely. So, right. so think about it this way. If you ask somebody, you know, what part of you as a believer, what part of you wants to sin? I think most of them would say the flesh. The flesh, right. And, and what if we just said what the Bible says now? Oh, I won't disagree that the flesh wants you to sin. But what if I disagreed with that the flesh is part of you? See, when, when God designed you in the new creation, you're a body, soul, and spirit, mm-hmm. right? And you have been made acceptable and pleasing to God. Colossians 2 says that you are complete in him. All the fullness of deity dwelt in Jesus in bodily form, and all the fullness of deity dwells in Jesse in bodily form because his spirit lives within you. And you didn't get some of God. You got all of them. Right. right, and he didn't get some of you. He got what? All of you. All of you, body, soul, right. and spirit. Right, but there's this flesh stuff, but it's not a part of you. It's patterns within you, and there's a difference there. The flesh is the leftover over patterns of our thinking, the leftover patterns of our behaving, and um, and it influences our emotions. And so there's these old patterns that I can engage with but they are not a part of the new creation. So you would say the flesh is maybe our, well, I don't want to say it's it's our old self, but it's... No, because the old self's dead and gone. Yeah, well, I always look at the flesh and I think, well, okay, my flesh is, I say, a part of me, yeah. but... Um, well, let's just fix that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But it's, but it's, it's, it's. It can feel like a part of you. Right. That's where I think the deception comes yeah. in. Well, I, I think it's me coping with, the fallen world around me. Yeah. Right? I mean, flesh is me coping with the world around me. You choose to engage the flesh, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's a part of you. Right. Right? It's a it's a unholy tool in your toolbox, but but it's but it's not part of you. Bill Gillum used to say it's like stepping on a tack. You know, the tack is in you, but it's not you. Mm-hmm. Right? He would say just because you step on the tack doesn't make you the man of steel, right? <laughs> yeah. It's it's in you, but it's not you. Andrew Farley, I love his analogy. He says the flesh is a, like a parasite. 
Yeah, yeah right? right. It's not a part of you. We we think of we think of this the, the flesh or the power of sin. We think of it as a, a tumor, like a, a part of me gone bad. Mm-hmm. No, it's a parasite. It's it's a foreign agent within me, but it's not a part of me. And why that's so important? Because if it if the flesh is a part of me and the flesh is unacceptable before God, then there's a part of me that's unacceptable, unacceptable. before and God. And we have to be wholly acceptable. Exactly. Righteous. And I go, you can't you 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 can't um, rearrange scripture for that. Right. So you are totally acceptable to God, even your body. Think about it. The the container of these flesh patterns where we where we think like that and act like that, where these leftover things are, right? Mm-hmm. Even the body. Uh, Corinthians says, is what? A temple of the Holy Spirit. Do you not know that you were bought with a price? Therefore, honor and glorify God in your body. Right. So so there's not a part of us, there's not a part of us that's unacceptable before God. So when we sin, that's why Paul says in Romans 7, when I sin, it is no longer yeah, I who sin, I who do sin it, that lives sin living me. in me. Right. Do you see the distinction he's making? Yeah, yeah. He's making the distinction between the new and redeemed all of him and this thing called sin within him, mm-hmm. but it's not him. Right. And if we could do that, see, it's not semantics. If we could do that, then we can fully invest in the idea that we are righteous and holy and my behavior doesn't change that. My thinking doesn't change right. that. The way I feel at any given moment doesn't change that. It can certainly not express it. Sure. But it will not change it because it's done by the finished work of Jesus. Yeah. Now it makes sense, logical sense, practical sense, spiritual sense. Yeah, this, this, is, this is why identity is so important for us yeah, as believers. That's and, right. And to know that we're not a sinner saved by grace. That's right. But we're a saint who sometimes sins. That's exactly right. This, that's why Romans 12, the verse you alluded to in terms of don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, be transformed by the, the renewing yeah, of right. your mind. It actually says right before, this is the only sensible thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's reasonable. It's logical. Why? Because Christ is our life. We've been made brand new. And oh. so I've been so fully redeemed, all of me, that there's there's no there's no part of me that isn't. Um, that way, I don't think that there's a good part of me and a bad part of me. That's really what I'm trying to prevent us from believing as right, Christians, right? Because right? when I do that, when I believe that way, guess what? I am susceptible, I am susceptible to this economy of the law for the bad part of me, right? Right, And this economy of grace for the good part of me, and I'm mixing law and grace. We talked about that in the last episode, right. and there's no freedom there. And all of a sudden, I'm this sinner and saint all at the same time. And, and it gets ruined. And it gets, I don't live in any freedom, right. and I certainly am not living in any biblical truth there, Yeah. right? So why don't we, why don't we just throw our faith all on the finished work of Jesus, and regardless of how we think about this, regardless of how we feel about it, even regardless of how we act all the time, why don't we believe that we are brand new, body, soul, and spirit? We are new to the core, new through the core, new to the uh, all of what God's made acceptable, and trust Him with it, and thank Him for it, and start living from that place. And now when somebody says, so then what part of you wants to sin? You go, there's no part of me that wants to sin. I hate sin. Yeah. I don't like it at all. There's no part of me that likes it. Now, there's a there's flesh that I engage in that, that causes it, that I choose to use, um, but that's not what I want. And I realize I don't want it. 
right? Yeah. And when do we realize we don't want Sometimes it? Sometimes after. <laughs> Sometimes it's after, because we were deceived before. Right, yeah. But we didn't want it before either. We were just deceived. Yeah. And if we can believe our true identity, we don't have to live in that deception anymore. Amen. We're a new self. Thanks, Tim. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, that does it for today's conversation. We'll be back again next Friday with a very special guest, so don't miss that one. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, we'd love for you to join us this coming Sunday at 10.15 a.m. at Grace Life Fellowship. We have a very special guest speaker, Dr. Andrew Farley. He's a pastor and best-selling author, and he's gonna be speaking on Twisted Scripture, Confront the Lies, Discover the Truth. Again, 10.15 this coming Sunday at Grace Life Fellowship here in Baton Rouge. All right, we'll see you next week.